Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading App. Today is June the 6th, and we are in our Bible reading plan in the book of Isaiah. Today we'll be reading chapters 22 through 25, so follow along if you can. Otherwise, let me read these over you. But today we're starting in Isaiah 22. A prophecy against the Valley of Vision. What troubles you now that you have all gone up on the roofs? You town so full of commotion, you city of tumult and revelry. Your slain were not killed by the sword, nor did they die in battle. All your leaders have fled together. They have been captured without using the bow. All you who were caught were taken prisoner together, having fled while the enemy was still far away. Therefore I said, Turn away from me. Let me weep bitterly. Do not try to console me over the destruction of my people. The Lord, the Lord Almighty, has a day of tumult and trampling and terror in the valley of vision, a day of battering down walls and crying out to the mountains. Elam takes up the quiver with her charioteer and horses. Kerr uncovers the shield. Your choicest valleys are full of chariots, and horsemen are posted at the city gates. The Lord stripped away the defenses of Judah, and you looked in that day to the weapons and the palace of the forest. You saw that the walls of the city of David were broken through in many places. You stored up water in the lower pool. You counted the buildings in Jerusalem and tore down houses to strengthen the wall. You built a reservoir between the two walls for the water of the old pool, but you did not look to the one who made it, or have regard for the one who planned it long ago. The Lord, the Lord Almighty, called you on that day to weep and to wail, to tear out your hair and put on sackcloth. But see, there is joy and revelry, slaughtering of cattle and killing of sheep, eating of meat and drinking of wine. Let us eat and drink, you say, for tomorrow we die. The Lord Almighty has revealed this in my hearing. Till your dying day, this sin will not be atoned for, says the Lord, the Lord Almighty. This is what the Lord, the Lord Almighty says. Go, say to this steward, to Shebna, the palace administrator, What are you doing here, and who gave you permission to cut out a grave for yourself here, hewing your grave on the height and chiseling your resting place in the rock? Beware, the Lord is about to take firm hold of you and hurl you away, you mighty man. He will roll you up tightly like a ball and throw you into a large country. There you will die. And there the chariots you were so proud of will become a disgrace to your master's house. I will depose you from your office, and you will be ousted from your position. In that day I will summon my servant, Eliakim, son of Hilkiah. I will clothe him with your robe and fasten your sash around him and hand your authority over to him. He will be a father to those who live in Jerusalem and to the people of Judah. I will place on his shoulder the key to the house of David. What he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. I will drive him like a peg into a firm place. He will become a seat of honor for the house of his father. 
All the glory of his family will hang on him, its offspring and offshoots, all its lesser vessels, from the bowls to all the jars. In that day, declares the Lord Almighty, the peg driven into the firm place will give way. It will be sheared off and will fall, and the load hanging on it will be cut down. The Lord has spoken. Isaiah chapter 23, a prophecy against Tyre. Wail, you ships of Tarshish, for Tyre is destroyed and left without house or harbor. From the land of Cyprus, word has come to them. Be silent, you people of the island, and you merchants of Sidon, whom the seafarers have enriched. On the great waters came the grain of the Shihor. The harvest of the Nile was the revenue of Tyre, and she became the marketplace of the nations. Be ashamed, Sidon, and you fortress of the sea, for the sea has spoken. I have neither been in labor nor given birth. I have neither reared sons nor brought up daughters. When word comes to Egypt, they will be in anguish at the report from Tyre. Cross over to Tarshish. Wail, you people of the island. Is this your city of revelry, the old, old city, whose feet have taken her to settle in far-off lands? Who planned this against Tyre, the bestower of crowns, whose merchants are princes, whose traders are renowned in the earth? The Lord Almighty planned it, to bring down her pride in all her splendor, and to humble all who are renowned on the earth." Till your land, as they do along the Nile, daughter Tarshish, for you no longer have a harbor. The Lord has stretched out his hand over the sea and made its kingdoms tremble. He has given an order concerning Phoenicia that her fortress be destroyed. He said, No more of your reveling, virgin daughter Sidon, now crushed. Up, cross over the Cyprus, even there you will find no rest. Look at the land of the Babylonians, this people that is now of no account. The Assyrians have made it a place for desert creatures. They raised up their siege towers. They stripped its fortress bare and turned it into a ruin. Wail, you ships of Tarshish, your fortress is destroyed. At that time, Tyre will be forgotten for 70 years, the span of a king's life. But at the end of these 70 years, It will happen to Tyre as in the song of the prostitute. Take up a harp, walk through the city, you forgotten prostitute. Play the harp well, sing many a song, so that you will be remembered. At the end of seventy years, the Lord will deal with Tyre. She will return to her lucrative prostitution and will ply her trade with all the kingdoms on the face of the earth. Yet her profit and her earnings will be set apart for the Lord. They will not be stored up or hoarded. Her profits will go to those who live before the Lord for abundant food and fine clothes. Isaiah chapter 24. See the Lord is going to lay waste the earth and devastate it. He will ruin its face and scatter its inhabitants. It will be the same for priest as for people for the master as for his servant, for the mistress as for her servant, for seller as for buyer, for borrower as for lender, for debtor as for creditor. The earth will be completely laid waste and totally plundered. The earth dries up and withers. 
The world languishes and withers. The heavens languish with the earth. The earth is defiled by its people. They have disobeyed the laws, violated the statutes, and broken the everlasting covenant. Therefore, a curse consumes the earth. Its people must bear their guilt. Therefore, earth's inhabitants are burned up, and very few are left. The new wine dries up and the vine withers. All the merrymakers groan. The joyful timbrels are stilled. The noise of the revelers has stopped. The joyful harp is silent. No longer do they drink wine with a song. The beer is bitter to its drinkers. The ruined city lies desolate. The entrance to every house is barred. In the streets they cry out for wine. All joy turns to gloom. All joyful sounds are banished from the earth. The city is left in ruins. Its gate is battered to pieces. So will it be on the earth and among the nations, as when an olive tree is beaten, or as when gleanings are left after the grape harvest. They raise their voices. They shout for joy. From the west they acclaim the Lord's majesty. Therefore in the east give glory to the Lord. Exalt the name of the Lord, the God of Israel, in the islands of the sea. From the ends of the earth we hear singing, Glory to the righteous one. But I said, I waste away, I waste away, woe to me. The treacherous betray, with treachery the treacherous betray. Terror and pit and snare await you, people of the earth. Whoever flees at the sound of terror will fall into a pit. Whoever climbs out of the pit will be caught in a snare. The floodgates of the heavens are opened. The foundations of the earth shake. The earth is broken up. The earth is split asunder. The earth is violently shaken. The earth reels like a drunkard. It sways like a hut in the wind. So heavy upon it is the guilt of its rebellion that it falls never to rise again. In that day, the Lord will punish the powers in the heavens above and the kings on the earth below. They will be herded together like prisoners bound in a dungeon. They will be shut up in prison and be punished after many days. The moon will be dismayed, the sun ashamed, for the Lord Almighty will reign on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem and before its elders with great glory. Isaiah chapter 25 Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name, for in perfect faithfulness you have done wonderful things, things planned long ago. You have made the city a heap of rubble, the fortified town a ruin, the foreigner's stronghold a city no more. It will never be rebuilt. Therefore, strong peoples will honor you. Cities of ruthless nations will revere you. You have been a refuge for the poor, a refuge for the needy in their distress, a shelter from the storm and a shade from the heat. For the breath of the ruthless is like a storm driving against a wall, and like the heat of the desert. You silence the uproar of foreigners as heat is reduced by the shadow of a cloud, so the song of the ruthless is stilled. On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats and the finest of wines. 
on this mountain, he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all peoples, the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove his people's disgrace from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. In that day, they will say, Surely this is our God. We trusted in him and he saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. The hand of the Lord will rest on this mountain, but Moab will be trampled in their land as straw is trampled down in the manure. They will stretch out their hands in it as swimmers stretch out their hands to swim. God will bring down their pride despite the cleverness of their hands. He will bring down your high fortified walls and lay them low. He will bring them down to the ground, to the very dust. This concludes the reading for today. Let me give you a quick thought before we end our time together. So it's a little unfortunate how this Bible reading plan kind of breaks up the sections because we're right in the middle of a really important section. Yesterday, we ended with the prophecies about the destruction of all the prideful nations. But then what happened at the end of yesterday and into the beginning of today's reading is that a new city is built, and this is a very big, strong, powerful city. Yet this city, too, gives in to that power and that lust for more. That city is then offset by another city, a new Jerusalem, that will be built in the future. Isaiah is contrasting the two cities, and what he's doing with these two cities is showing the two reactions of human behavior. There's the greed and lust for more, and the desire to have power and fame and control. But then there's the other city that's set apart in part of God's plan, bringing his glory here to this earth. Isaiah is giving us hope beyond his own day. He's showing us that there will be a city that replaces the oppressiveness and the judgment and the pain that other nations are bringing on the Israelites. This, of course, is talking about God's kingdom and how God's kingdom doesn't function the same way earthly kingdoms do. Where man longs to take care of himself even at the expense of others, the kingdom of heaven, the new Jerusalem, is a place where the glory of God can reside And there's no more oppression, no more suffering, no more pain caused by other people. That, my friends, is what God has been building. While we have access to that kingdom now, that's a new Jerusalem that one day will be. It's the presence of the Lord, full in His glory, when we get to sit there with Him in His presence. That's the promised kingdom that we still wait for. But the beauty is, we already have access to it. Not necessarily the full kingdom. We don't get to sit in Zion with Jesus right at the center of it. Not yet, but he's at the center of our lives. We, the people of God, are the city that he is referring to. Yet his full presence one day will get to reside with us. That is when heaven and earth collide, bringing God's glory back into all things, and the old earth will be destroyed, and all systems man-made will be put away. Isaiah is pointing towards this hope, and it brings him a song of joy. He says, Lord, you are my God. 
I will exalt you and praise your name, for in perfect faithfulness you have done wonderful things, things planned long ago. Listen to this next part. He said, You have made the city a heap of rubble, the fortified town a ruin, the foreigner's stronghold a city no more. It will never be rebuilt. When he says these things, He's talking about those destructive, oppressive nations and how they fought against mankind and didn't allow there to be wholeness. He later, in chapter 25, contrasts that action with what the Lord Almighty will do. In 25 verse 6, he says, On this mountain, the Lord Almighty will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats, and the finest of wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the shrewd that enfolds all people, the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove his people's disgrace from all the earth. Isaiah not only refers to the earthly kingdoms and their oppression and how God's people will be released from that oppression, But he also talks of the future kingdom of heaven and how salvation will come from Jesus for all people. It will be like a feast that all people can enjoy, a feast of the richest foods and drinks that all people will be able to partake in. Jesus is who Isaiah is referring to and the redemption that he would bring from the cross. So no matter what it feels like in the world today, No matter what nations rise up and what oppression takes place around us, the truth is that God still brings wholeness, that God is Lord of all things, and He has made a way long ago for us to not be under the oppressive force of the world, but to be free and in the presence of the Lord. So may you live in that freedom today. May you find a way to not feel oppressed by the things of this world but to have freedom in Jesus' name. That's all the time we have for today. I love you and God bless.